Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. I spoke the first words into the station that finally became WBT, yes. Before WBT, the station was called what? 4XD, I believe. It was an experimental station. And it was started by your father, the late Fred Laxton. Yes, it was. There's something about this building that makes you not want to leave. I wanted to come here to the Mecca. This is a mountain. This is a gathering of eagles. And I remember we would listen to WBT. I love this radio station as much as you guys do, but I love this radio station because of you guys. This powerful voice of the good stuff is all about the people and a chance to do great broadcasting. I always wanted to be a broadcaster, and that's what the radio station did for me. WBT has always been revered. This is history. This is inspiration. News Talk 1110 WBT. Yeah, gather around, my friend. I dreamed of someday being able just to cut my hand over my ear. WBT Charlotte. Celebrating 100 years of legendary radio. This is the story of WBT with Bo Thompson. standing at 2632 Mecklenburg Avenue, just in front of the Charlotte Country Club entrance. Before us, the wide-sweeping lawns of the Country Club, and out in the rear of this beautiful, stately, gracious old home is a small chicken house. At least many, many years ago, it was a chicken house. And at this very spot where I'm now standing on April 10th, 1922, WBT, the great Colossus of the South, was born. WBT had very simple beginnings. It started out as a hobby by three men who had been ham radio operators prior to World War I. Fred Laxton, Frank Bunker, and Earl Gluck combined forces to start an experimental wireless station in 1920. Mr. Gluck recalled the effort on a past anniversary program. I had come to Charlotte right after World War I, and having been a ham before the war, I was interested in uh, getting a ham station on the air again and met Mr. Laxton and another gentleman, Mr. Bunker, in a store downtown in Charlotte where we were all interested in buying some materials to rebuild our ham station. At that time, Mr. Laxton told us of a new high-powered vacuum tube being built by General Electric, and he thought he might be able to get one of them. Uh, and if he could get it, he suggested we combine our efforts and build a, a radio telephone transmitter. Thanks to his connections at General Electric, Mr. Laxton managed to get his hands on a very rare broadcasting tube. He installed it and ran some tests using a chicken coop as an antenna. Did it make you nervous? Not the least. The first voice you heard moments ago was the first voice ever heard on WBT. Mrs. E.H. Hammond Jr., the daughter of Fred Laxton. His son was Irwin, and he remembered those early days back on our 70th anniversary in 1992. Well, I used to go around to the neighbors and tell them to listen to the radio. Well, I remember my father got interested in radio during World War I. And I remember when he had his big antenna. 
antenna pole stood up out in the yard. Because I remember he, he was an avid golf fan, and he'd been hit in the back of his knee with a golf ball, and he was in a wheelchair when they were putting up those poles. And my sister's voice was the first voice on radio south of KDKA. So I'm told, no, all she did, I think, was just say something to see if she was coming through. We had a garage, at an old garage, and we had built a new garage, so that garage just became what we call the shop. We had a counter in there and a vice and some woodworking tools that we call the junk room, where we kept all the trunks and traveling gear and stuff like that, and that's where my father set up the first station. One of the records they played was a Sousa March, Stars and Stripes Forever, I think. In 1926, WBT was bought by C.C. Coddington, a Buick automotive distributor, and the station relocated to the Coddington building on Trade and Graham Streets. Coddington promoted the station using the slogan, Watch Buick's Travel. In 1929, WBT was purchased by CBS and increased to 25,000 watts. The studios moved again, this time to the Wilder Building on South Tryon Street. The North Carolina Office of Archives installed a state historical marker at the building's former site in 2013. The 1930s began the Grady Cole era. Good morning. This is Grady Cole, and it's WBT Charlotte, North Carolina. Has the broadcast pioneer joined WBT as a full-time announcer? WBT is owned and operated by the Jefferson Standard Broadcasting Company, a subsidiary of the Jefferson Standard Life Insurance Company. WBT, with stations located in Charlotte, operates on a frequency of 1110 kilocycles. Using a power of 50,000 watts by authority of the Federal Communications Commission. We begin our new day of broadcasting with the recordings and transcriptions. Here in the heart of the Carolinas, God's country. Let me say to you, friends, wherever you may be listening, wherever you live, we, we will grant you that's the finest place in the world to live. But if you ever make a change, the next best place to live is in Carolina. Three years later, WBT finally became the blowtorch, upping officially to 50,000 watts. 1933 was a big year as it marked the arrival of another icon, Charles Crutchfield. 1933, uh, I think it was about September of 33. Crutch began that summer as a young station announcer for $20 a week. Newsman J.B. Clark reminisced with Earl Gluck a few years later. For you and Mr. Crutchfield, let's see now. You well started when WBT got its first commercial license in 1922, April 10th of that year. You were with the station at that time. That is correct. Then Mr. Crutchfield came with WBT 11 years later in 1933 as an announcer. That's right. He came to me for a job. The reason I didn't give him the job is because if I'd have paid him the $20 a week, I would have had to give him up the $20 a week myself. 
I take it back then the business was not too good with radios. Very few people, uh, I suppose, had home receivers, did they, Mr. Gluck, 1922? Uh, yes, let's say that it was mostly sustaining at that time. <laughs> and since then, of course, we've seen radio grow into the great worldwide medium of progress, education, enterprise, which it is today. He started programs like the Carolina Hayride, the Crazy Water Crystal Show, and launched the careers of the legendary Briar Hoppers. WBT presents Briar Hopper Time. Wait till the sunshine Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Saturday session with all the world-famous Pleasure Plus music makers, the Briar Hoppers, in a half-hour tape recording, 30 minutes long. And, of course, we're all here with another schedule of your favorite old-timers and a few of the new ones, the Mule Train. <laughs> all right, hop aboard now, boys. We're going to take the ride of our lives. Take that pretty horse. <laughs> Mule Train. Clopping through the wind and rain. You like that, Mildred? how they'll never stop. Clippity clop, clippity clop, clippity 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 clopping along. Now, for just a moment, allow me to fast forward about 90 years into the future. The Briar Hoppers are still going today. The modern day version actually performed on the night of our 100th anniversary celebration. Away till the sunshine. After all these years, 
Now we go back to 1936 and back to Charles Crutchfield, who was representing WBT on the CBS radio network, ahead of President Roosevelt arriving for a re-election speech. The president was almost an hour late getting to Charlotte on account of a heavy rain, and here we were feeding the entire CBS network, and it looked like I was the one holding the bag. Why, I guess I had lived for 55 minutes straight. No script, no president, no nothing, just 30,000 rain-soaked Democrats and one exhausted announcer. Believe me, I was getting desperate. But I knew it was a big broadcast for WBT, something everybody all over the country wanted to hear. Crutchfield climbed the ladder, becoming program director, general manager, company president, and ultimately the first inductee into WBT's Hall of Fame in 1997. Managers and great presidents are made by the people they employ. You hire the best people you can find and you tell them what their responsibilities are and what their job is, and then you let them do their own thing. And people made it great. A good manager is a man who knows how to find good people and turn them loose. I just want to say that Mr. Crutchfield <laughs> is the head man of all this thing, you see. The uh, executive vice president of the whole works, and in my case, uh, my... Uh, Title and name is on the door down there. I'm the only private in the Jefferson Standard Army. has got Grady Cole on one door and private on the other. <laughs> As for Grady Cole, the station's first ever morning personality still holds the record for the station's longest-running morning personality. 31 years as host and station ambassador. Widely known as Mr. Carolina Personified, your Monday evening caper king, Grady Cole. <laughs> yeah, gather around, my friends, in this mythical palace. For in this great nation, there is but one king, the majority of the people. Yes, in our nation, everybody's king, no matter what a man's work, profession, financial condition, or social position in life. He is uh, as free as a king. And no matter how big or small he may feel himself, when he goes home, he's paid the greatest compliment on earth. Because there they call him dad, pop, father, or however they affectionately address him. In his later years, he served as special assistant to general manager Charles Crutchfield. And I'll tell you, I took it up uh, strictly uh, uh, two things. I, I love people and uh, money, and it paid <laughs> offered both. We love you, too. Thank you, Grady. Thank uh, you, Mr. Crutchfield. In 1979, Grady Cole tragically passed away in an auto accident, and the WBT family joined H.A. Thompson on air to remember the Carolina radio legend. For Grady Cole, uh, in my judgment, more than any other individual, was largely responsible for the uh, Jefferson Pilot Broadcasting Company's uh, later success. Uh, he made WBT a strong, nationally known institution. It seemed that everyone, everywhere, knew and respected Grady Cole. His office was a sight to behold, really. Unbelievable. He had a roll-top desk, old-timey, with the top roll back, and he had papers in there stacked on that desk, covering the whole top of the desk all the way above where the roll-top went back, and he would sit back in an old broken swivel chair, chewing on a cigar. I don't know that he ever lit a cigar, but he loved that tobacco end of the cigar, just a chump on it. Mm -hmm. And then he would just spew all over the wall, and it was... A he had a spittoon Yeah, in the but he never hit it. Never, he, I, don't, I don't think he's ever hit it. And when he left, he gave it to Ty Boyd. 
believe that I would ever have an opportunity even to be on the same station with Grady Cole, much less to be sitting in his chair, which incidentally I never filled. You were a little scared. Oh, scared to death. Nobody ever thought Ty would be nervous Listen, and frightened. Listen, I'm, I'm not going to tell you that I'm a uh, don't drink, but if I had been a heavy drinker, I would have been under the chair that morning. <laughs> I'm now, when you came in and everything was in, did he give you any advice? Or Grady Cole was bigger than life. I met him in the men's room. I'm serious about that. The first time I ever met him, he was holding court with about three or four people, his engineer and several other people, and had been talking for two hours. And I just kind of sat there and waited, or stood there and waited for uh, for Grady to get through. You know, he would he would have a place that was up on the second floor there, and he was just holding court. And I finally got to shake his hand, and he said, So you're the one. Fred Kirby. I'll never forget the time that he got up on the air with a newspaper, you know, and he said, um, Folks, you don't, uh, you, uh, if, if there's anything important, I'll tell you about it here. You never mind buying a newspaper. In 1987, the Park Center, a 3,000-seat arena on the campus of CPCC, was renamed the Grady Cole Center. In the 1940s, WBT featured the likes of the Johnson family. We have the Johnson family singers, a native singing group that embodies the spirit of the rolling Carolina hills. As Ma and Pa... And lovely, talented Betty, Red, and the twin boys, Jimmy and Bobby. If you want to see the moon in all its splendor, if you want to see the way the stars can shine, if you want to feel the breeze is sweetly tender, spend an evening in Carolina. Nothing could be finer than to be in Carolina in the morning. Nothing could be sweeter than my sweetie when I meet her in the morning. The Carter family. There's a wonderful invention. It's called the radio. You can hear it everywhere you change to go. And Arthur Smith and the Cracker Jacks. Hello, everyone. This is your traveling salesman, Bill Mack, inviting you to join me down at Arthur Smith's Carolina Corner Store. <laughs> There's cows and plows and drugs and rugs and soaps and boats and cars, cigars, feeds and seeds and wax, tax, peanuts and the Cracker Jacks. Down at the corner store. Yes, sir, it's that time again and we're on our way down to Arthur Smith's Carolina Corner Store. We'd like to have you come along with us and meet the proprietor of the store, Arthur Smith himself. With his electric guitar, his fiddle, all the Cracker Jacks, Ralph, Roy, and Sonny, and of course, Esau, the hired hand. We've got a quarter hour just jam-packed with music and entertainment and fun for you. So stick around, folks, and let's take off with the boys now on Tennessee Wagner. In 1945, the Jefferson Standard Life Insurance Company bought WBT from CBS, and the station's frequency moved from 1080 kilohertz to the modern-day 1110 position. We're here to entertain you with our music and our song. We'll try to keep you smiling all day long. Just have a look here. All right, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, my, my little young'uns getting awful here lately. Oh, is that right? What's happening? She come in this morning and said, Daddy, I didn't know Grandpapa was a frog. Wait a minute. I said, who told you he was a frog? She said, well, I asked Grandmama when she's going to buy me that bicycle. She said, I'd have to wait till the old man croaks. <laughs> we enjoy visiting with your neighbors from day to day. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same station. Until then, Arthur Smith saying, Ralph. 
hit the theme song. It's time to close up the store for today. We'll be back tomorrow, same time. Y'all keep a listening, won't you, neighbors? The late 40s and into the 50s continued a golden era for the great Colossus. Many new names that would ultimately become household names in not just the Carolinas, but broadcasting, period. Names like Clyde McLean. Good evening. This is Clyde McLean inviting you to join us now for Project 60, a project devoted to developing better standards in creative radio. Project 60 is heard for 60 minutes from 8 until 9 p.m. each weeknight from WBT and WBT-FM in Charlotte, North Carolina. WBT! Doug Mays. These two fellows just couldn't come back often enough to WBT's Carolina Country Style to suit me, and I know that goes for you, too. So it's a pleasure tonight to welcome back Lester Flatt and Earl Scruggs. Fred Kirby. Atomic power, atomic power. Was given by the mighty hand of God. Atomic power, atomic power. Jim Patterson. Good afternoon. This is Jim Patterson welcoming you. Lee Kirby. Good evening, sport fans. With a 14th annual Golden Gloves boxing tourney now history, and with 16 champs crowned in one of the most successful and colorful tournaments ever held here in Charlotte, the sports eyes of the Carolinas and, in fact, the whole world are turned toward Raleigh. For it is in the capital city this week that basketball is king. Lunis McGlowan. Incidentally, a friend of mine's here who really knows music, and he ought to. He's the musical director at WBT in Charlotte, Lunis McGlowan. I'll be glad to spell that for you if you'd like. Yeah, you better. <laughs> Pat Lee. The time may come when they'll put a woman in orbit. Of course, WBT will be there, and maybe I will, too. Why else would they have ordered a spacesuit? Just my size with a built-in WBT microphone. Gil Stamper. Hello again, neighbors. This is Gil Stamper, mighty happy once again to see you joining me as we leaf through the pages of our transcribed Sunday scrapbook to see what we can come up with of this and that from here and there that just might possibly be of interest to you. And Bob Rayford. But the beauty of radio is that you can command us back by the flick of your dial early tomorrow. For another full day of good listening. To all from Canada to Cuba and the states in between, this is good night from Rayford at Random and WBT. By decade's end, Phil Agresta, Bob Bean, Charles Carralt, and Alan Newcomb had also joined the station. From Canada to Florida, Carolina and the USA. 1110 In April of 1955, WBT moved from the Wilder Building to its present location at 1 Julian Price Place. The 60s ushered in a new era of music and information, and a giant torch was passed in 1961. And I like it very much. On WBT in Charlotte, 714 in the morning on The Boyd Show. Chapel Hill native Ty Boyd took over for legendary morning man Grady Cole. Have a thought for you. Someone once said a picture is worth a thousand words. And someone else very ably answered by replying, saying, if you'll give me a baggage allowance of a thousand well-chosen words, I'll take with me the 23rd Psalm and the Lord's Prayer and a sonnet by Shakespeare and the Hippocratic Oath. 
the preamble to the Constitution of the United States and Abraham Lincoln's Gettysburg Address. And I wouldn't trade that for any picture in the world. Hey, that's kind of heavy, huh? 7.15 on the Boyd Show this morning, WBT. Let's go to Chicago. No matter what time it is, Chicago always knows. Other voices behind the mic during the Ty Boyd era included John Evans, Rich Pauley, Dick Taylor, and Bill Curry, who in 1992 recalled this famous station story from his days on the air. Somebody had called me talking about the atrocious traffic in town, and I made mention of the fact what we need is a tunnel in this town, you know, with all the traffic going into Gastonia one way. And Reno in the back of the room says, bigger than Belmont. <laughs> and the next day we began to get calls, how's that traffic in the Belmont Tunnel? And that's the way it started, really. The 1970s brought about more change as WBT became a top 40 adult contemporary music-oriented station. I beg your pardon. H.A. Thompson. Woo! Roll back out in the alley, baby, and drink some more wine on BT the Raiders. Jay Thompson, Don Russell. 19 minutes after 8, it's 8.19 here on the WBT Good Morning Show. Mike Ivers. 5.28 on the Mike Ivers Show at WBT, playing all the hits of now and then. Dick Durante, Truckin' Tom Miller, and Rockin' Ray Gooding made their debuts. Move over, my lasses and laddies, and make way for your soul rockin' daddy. Rockin' Ray is my name, and take care of the business, my claim to fame. Bob Lacey arrived in 1972, first to host a nighttime talk show, and then took over mornings for five years. Hey, it's quarter after eight with Bob Lacey rolling you to work on a Wednesday morning, 8.15 here on BT. Stand by for a special report from Dick Bennett, official correspondent at the Motor Vehicle Department, talking to some really depressed people waiting in line. I'll keep working WBT's first-ever Sky Show celebrated the country's bicentennial on July 4th, 1976. WBT and Carowinds present Sky Show 76. H.A. Thompson was the number one midday personality in America at one point in 1977. 10.38 at WBT, fair skies today, looking for a high of 65. Run a carbon copy on that tomorrow. H.A. Thompson, for the woman with the man in mind. And in 1979, Henry Bogan arrived from Greensboro to launch the Hello Henry Show. This is WBT in Charlotte, North Carolina, the program called Hello Henry. This is Old Henry. Hello Henry, let's do some talking. 11, Hello Rojo. Hello Mr. Henry. Hello there, Bob Hope. Hello, Henry. How are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm fine. Guess who's sitting across the table from me right this very moment, even as we talk, ladies and gentlemen? Andy Griffith. Hello, Andy. Hello, Henry. How you doing? <laughs> Just fine. Hello, Ray Charles. Uh, hello, Henry. How you be? I'm doing fine. I've been looking forward to saying this for a long, long time. Hello, Charlton Heston. Hello, Henry. Hello, Henry. Hello, Wolfman. How you doing? Well, I'm feeling really good. I just flew in from Los Angeles. My arms are tired, but I'm doing all right. <laughs> That's Let's, terrific. I show up the old turnout, and you folks uh, 
Come on in over and have a good time, man. We're going to rock and roll there at the Union Hall, too. Look out, man. It's guaranteed it's going to be a good time. Good time. Good time. Everybody go, ow! He is our collective favorite radio newscaster and in a very real sense is a conscious uh, of us all. Here is Mr. Paul Harvey. Hello, American. Hello, Henry. And good morning, American. Nice to talk to you, sir. Hello, Henry. Hello, Henry from Belmont. Caught me eating a bedtime snack. Uh Uh-oh, what is it, Hen? (laughs) A big old chocolate chip cookie. (laughs) So hello. Hello. First time caller. Hello, first timer. (laughs) And the goose says hello to you, too. In the 1980s, WBT welcomed names like Spike O'Dell. It's 23 minutes after 7 on WBT's Good Morning Show. And uh, Spike at the mic here. Pete Sullivan. 20 minutes after 8 o'clock. 820 at WBT at 59 with sunny skies, little on the hazy side. Paul Ingalls. Lots of action across the state as well. That's the WBT Sports Beat. I'm Paul Ingalls. James K. Flynn. WBT was the goal, the radio grail to be sought for. I was lucky enough to find it. Mike Collins. 1110 AM. WBT Charlotte. Depend on it. And David Appleford. Well, that's what we'll be talking about, and we'll find out if it deserves to do well around 520 or so. In 1988, WBT became the first flagship station of the NBA Charlotte Hornets. Steve Martin and Gil McGregor were behind the mics on opening night. Rebound Doherty, but it's taken by Trapuca. Head mix goes up. It's good. There's your first basket. Scored by Charlotte Hornets. History's been made. Rambis with a shot. No good. Rebound. Rambis up and in. Will it count? Does it count? Have they given the sign? It's good. Hornets win. And from the WBT Storm Center, I'm Scott Kilgore. Good morning. Hurricane Hugo has made landfall, is making landfall at this hour. In September of 1989, Hurricane Hugo struck the Carolinas. We have no power. That's right. We have no wire machines. We have no typewriters. We have no computers. Uh, We have uh, no information coming into the station other than, than the telephone. It was a scary time for the city of Charlotte but also a shining moment in WBT's history. Number of power lines down, the trees are across the road. Even though the station lost a control tower during the storm, WBT provided listeners with life-saving news and information, in most cases via battery-powered radios because of massive power outages. We have received a fresh shipment of batteries of all types, but especially D batteries. Several people are leaving their third shift jobs in and around the city. Mm-hmm. Are we uh, telling people not to... That was the greatest day in the 47 years that I spent on the radio. Wow. The, the greatest day, and I'll tell you why. Because we save people's lives. It took nearly a year to get the nighttime directional signal operating again. And longtime Charlatans can still tell you where all those big oak trees used to be. Old Hugo was a messin', it really was distressing. Trees upon your house and your car. 
cut them down. Chop them up. Cut them down. Chainsaw. Cut them up. Chop them down. Chop them down. Cut them up. Chainsaw. Pine trees fell on churches. Oaks where birdies perches. Cut them sons of birches. Chainsaw. The power lines were bending. The noise was never ending. Everybody trying to do their part. All the people will abuse one. Most folks have never used one. How do you get the darn thing to start? Cut them down. Chop them up. Cut them down. Chainsaw. Cut them up. Chop them down. Chop them up. Cut them down. Chainsaw. Proceeds from this song, written and produced by James K. Flynn, went to Penny Pitch and the Red Cross. Hi there, welcome to Tools R Us. How can I help you? Yeah, buddy, right? This chainsaw you saw me last week, it don't work. Oh? Well, you said it would cut five cords of wood a day and it only cut one. Gosh, I uh, can't understand that. I'm real disappointed. I understand, but we, we do stand behind our products. Well, that's uh, good. Let's see what the, the trouble could be here. Oh my God! What's that noise? Get him down! Chop him up! Chop him up! Get him down! Get him down! Chop him up! Chainsaw! Get him up! Chop him down! Chop him down! Get him up! Get him up! Chop him down! Chainsaw! Okay, but what kind of chainsaw is it? I don't know. Is it a home light? No. A metallic? No. A steel? No. I know what it is. It's a Poland, Poland, Poland. Though your hands are swollen, keep them logs a rolling. Chainsaw. Because of all your labors, you now can see your neighbors. Maybe you can finally get some sleep. Then the purchase was a must, but now it just collects dust. Anybody want to buy a chainsaw real cheap? Cut them down. Chop them up. Cut them down. Cut them down. Chop them up. Chainsaw. Cut them up. Chop them down. Chop them down. Cut them up. Chop them down. Chainsaw. With personalities all day long who know the Carolinas and you. Plus, award-winning news, sports, AccuWeather, and Skyview traffic you've come to depend on. Radio that makes a difference. The 1990s saw the debuts of John Hancock. Hey there, hi there, hi there. We're as uh, Tuesday as we can be. Rush Limbaugh. And we are back. Greetings to you, music lovers, thrill seekers, conversationalists all across the fruited plain. Maura Quinn. Good afternoon, everyone. <laughs> so glad you could join us. This is Maura Quinn. John Robinson. WBT Radio, for me, uh, gave a kid from Gaston County a chance to uh, play with some of the most remarkably talented people that have ever worked in this business. Jerry Klein. News Talk 1110 WBT. Let's go to the phones. Kelly, how are you? I'm Jerry. I'm glad you called. Jerry V. NBA headlines on a Jerry V show on a Saturday. Al Gardner. At 530, 45 degrees on News Talk 1110 WBT, your news, weather, and traffic station. Danny Fontana. I wanted to say thank you to WBT. 
fabulous, fabulous radio station. David Chadwick. This is a faith and values program that tries to intersect faith and values. It's always a pleasure doing the show. Thank you for listening. And Spires and Krantz. Welcome to the program. Truly, Richard, and I do appreciate the heritage of what came before us. We really do. Now, of course, half the time we do everything we can to trash that heritage. But <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> only, only you do. Mr. Bob Hope. Hi, it's Bob from Texaco Hope right here. Hey, Bob. Oh, Bob. We think that a panther is fast, sleek, graceful. Uh, we think it's a good logo for us. Quite the pandemonium at Founders Hall in Uptown Charlotte. Where Spotlight for NFL expansion falls solely on the Carolinas tonight. I'm gone, Carolina, in my mind. In 1995, WBT became the first ever flagship station of the NFL Carolina Panthers. Frank Reich back to pass. Pumps, fires, Christian open at the 10. Christian at the 5. Christian dives in the end zone. Touchdown, Panthers! Bob Christian and mark it down. On a Saturday afternoon at the Hall of Fame game, the Panthers with their first touchdown. Here comes the ready and now. In 1996, WBT acquired 99.3 FM WBZK in Chester, South Carolina, which would soon become WBT-FM. News Talk 1110 WBT 852 the time. A plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. It's exploding exploding right now, Tommy. We're seeing another another Apparently that was another plane. We have some kind of secondary uh, follow-up explosion on the World Trade Center number two, the one that is... Associated Press is reporting that a plane, it was a plane that crashed at the Pentagon, and the Pentagon is being evacuated. Today, America has experienced one of the greatest tragedies ever witnessed on our soil. None of us will ever forget this day. Yet we go forward to defend freedom. In the early days of the new century, WBT helped the nation mourn and stay informed in the aftermath of the 9-11-01 attacks and the ongoing war on terror. Al Gardner broke the news to Charlotte listeners on that September morning. WBT Live, we just witnessed on CBS and ABC on television, another plane has now crashed into the World Trade Center. Uh, It would appear purposeful. Today, our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack. The most tragic hour in America's history. The city is now closed. The airspace around the city is closed. That an aircraft has crashed the Pentagon as well. Large plane down in western Pennsylvania. It's clearly a coordinated effort. I want a kiss from your lips. This is Pearl Harbor. We've been attacked by terrorists. I've never seen anything like it in my life. I woke up this morning. And we were just in a cloud of darkness. To an empty sky. None of us will ever forget this day. God bless America. Empty sky. Empty sky. I woke up this morning to an empty sky. I'm looking down at the site of what used to be the World Trade Center Towers. They're both gone. I just want to extend our prayers and our thoughts to all those people. We are ready to assist other states in any way we can. The spirit of this nation will not be defeated. When America suffers, 
ground. We as a Congress and as a government stand united. Empty sky, empty sky. I woke up this morning to the empty sky. I come out of the train and the World Trade Center turns looking up and look up and there, there it is on fire. I woke up this morning to the empty sky. A New York native, I tried to reach my parents, finally getting through a clogged up network. My mother haltingly told me how my father called her an hour before from his cell phone from Manhattan, where he works. She hadn't heard from him since that second plane hit the towers, and I tried his cell phone for another two hours, and finally reaching him. I told him that I loved him. On the plains of Jordan, the highest honor we can pay them to rise above the evil oh, this tree of evil. that claimed their lives. In this hour of adversity, I want a kiss from your we must eulogize them with our strength. To those who say that our city will never be the same, I say you are right. To the empty sky. It will be better. God bless America. Empty sky, empty sky. I woke up this morning to an empty sky. Empty sky, empty sky. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. turn this battle will take, yet we know our cause is just. We will no doubt face new challenges, but we have our marching orders. My fellow Americans, let's roll. At WBT's 80th anniversary celebration in 2002, the station's main air studio was renamed the Ty Boyd Studio, honoring the legendary morning man. Ty, congratulations. You are the one and only person of history at uh, this radio station that now has a dedicated studio named after you. Wow. I feel like an imposter. Good heavens. Who could, who could deserve that? You are so fabulous, Rick. And, um, ooh, you... you, you <laughs> Grady Cole and Lunas McGlowan joined the WBT Hall of Fame. In 2006, Jefferson Pilot Communications merged with Lincoln Financial, the station's first ownership change in 60 years. One year later, Earl Gluck, Arthur Smith, Ty Boyd, and the Briar Hoppers joined the WBT Hall of Fame. The first decade of the 2000s saw debuts from names like Stacey Sims. Certainly we'll be talking about this morning, talking to experts, get their opinion, whether they think that was live. Keith Larson. News Talk 1110 WBT. You know what the news is. Zama. This is my news and you're welcome to it. Jason Lewis. Jason Lewis. Jason Lewis. Blazing saddle. 76 degrees in the Queen City with Carol in Charlotte. You're on WBT. Hi, uh, thank you for taking my call. Glad to. Uh, Jeff Katz. Great job today, everybody. John Hancock is up next. 559 Jeff Katz, News Talk 1110 WBT. And Tara Servatius. You're on News Talk 1110 WBT. Hey, Tara, great show today. How you doing? Thanks. Some of WBT's biggest annual events were born during this decade, including Holiday on Ice. 
It's become a holiday tradition for so many people. Keith's Ride. We ride to help kids and families that are going through terrible circumstances. And Hancock's Bikes for Kids. Come down, volunteer. Merry Merry Christmas from Kids First! In 2012, WBT celebrated 90 years by honoring H.A. Thompson as he joined the WBT Hall of Fame. This is a spiritual gathering today, and I don't mean to get high and mighty. I don't mean that at all. I'm just saying these kind of things don't happen in life very many places, Dougie, right? Boy, I'll say. Thank you all. Thank you, WBT. Thank you. New names in the new decade included Vince Coakley. I'm curious about what some of the issues are that are near and dear to your heart. You're concerned about the future of the country. Yours truly, Bo Thompson. We are live back at Sky Show 2020. Election night in America continues. Bo Thompson. We are live for the Wells Fargo Championship on News Talk. Brad and Britt. You are both credit to community. Uh, it is the Brad and Britt radio program here. I certainly appreciate the underpoint of you. I don't even and know you. Who are you? you Brett Jensen. Got a lot going on today. I am coming in from the WBT newsroom, so I appreciate everyone joining us. And longtime newsman Mark Garrison began a nightly show called Charlotte at Six. Well, we start this evening with a Charlotte at Six exclusive about a local fight over how there will be some Panther silver at the golden anniversary Super Bowl. The Carolina Panthers, champions of the NFC, are headed to Super Bowl 50 in Santa Clara, California. On February 7th, 2016, WBT broadcast Super Bowl 50 in Santa Clara, California, as the Carolina Panthers took on the Denver Broncos. Later that year, WBT was sold to Intercom Communications. In 2017, WBT celebrated its 95th anniversary, inducting Ray Gooding, Henry Bogan, and John Hancock into the Hall of Fame. He was a great man, and he expanded WBT to be a station of all people, and I love him. So, will you, won't you, how come don't you remember Rock and Ray? He would be overjoyed, and again, I don't have the words my dad would have right now. Of course, you know they would be the right words. (laughs) Um, My family and I are truly honored. Um, My dad would have been so happy. I just want to thank all of you. Thank you for your friendship and your love, and we appreciate all the recognition. When I think back on my career in this business, working with Henry Bogan on the air is a highlight, and getting... To be his friend is another, I'm sorry, I get really emotional about things like this, but he was, he was genuinely a caring, gentle soul, that came, and that came across in many, many ways, not the least of which is how he included people behind the scenes that listeners don't get to know. People like Jim Rayland and Wendell Black and Tom Desio, they all come to mind. He teased them, he cajoled them he, with love. And the listeners came to know them almost as well as they knew Henry. And that is what made Henry for his tens of thousands of listeners, for everyone who worked with him, for Queenie, that damn goose. Thank you for honoring my friend and putting him in the Hall of Fame. I cannot think of anyone more deserving. I hope someday you get your night. Decide what to be and go be it. Follow your heart. Pick your battles. Do right. Be a good person. 
There was a dream, and one day I could see it. There was a kid with a head full of doubt. A young man from a small town with a very large imagination. Lay alone in his room with his radio on, looking for another station. For Rockin' Ray Gooding, for Hello Henry Bogan, and from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much. Good morning. In the fall of 2017. It's a beautiful day in North Carolina. 14 years as Charlotte Mayor. I know the game, guys. I was there. I fought the game as an outsider. Four years as NC Governor. I'm going to keep exposing the game, whether you're Republican or you're Democrat. But you're having fun. I know you are. I'm having a good time with Bo Thompson. Governor Pat McCory. Bo Thompson. Love listening to you guys. Listen to y'all every morning of my life, basically. Time to play the game. The Pat McCrory Show began a three-year run in late morning drive. On February 20th of 2020, a new era began in afternoon drive as former EIB staffer Brett Winterbull took over 3 to 6 p.m. on WBT. I understand that this station is a giant. I respect so much what the people who have come before have done. When I was asked to join this team, I didn't even think about it. I I took it immediately. I jumped at the opportunity and my heart leapt with joy. And later that year, he debuted as a guest host of the Rush Limbaugh Show too. He's heard weekday afternoons on News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT in Charlotte, North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, filling in for Rush Limbaugh, please welcome Brett Winterbull. And thank you, Johnny Donovan. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to sit in for Rush Limbaugh. It is a momentous occasion. The final two years of this WBT century have not been easy ones as a global pandemic encompassed the world and of course unfolded on the air breaking as we speak the governor issuing a stay-at-home order to people can get their first or second pfizer dose at StarMed. Uh, I, I say good morning uh more appropriate phrase is uneasy morning that is uh, where we are in america right now with this coronavirus 2020 has certainly thrown us a number of curveballs able to break morning. the story earlier this afternoon yes um, i will that- try to take it live covering these covid briefings this is It's been a very challenging time in so many ways. Another decade brought another ownership change as Radio One took control of WBT, WLNK, and WFNZ. It is with profound sadness I must share with you directly that our beloved Rush, my wonderful husband, passed away this morning due to complications from lung cancer. That was Catherine Limbaugh, as heard on WBT and hundreds of stations across the country on February 12, 2021. Nearly five months later, Pete Callender made his return to Charlotte, launching the first local noon to three show on WBT in 30 years. I became a news reporter here at WBT, did that for eight or nine years, then became a host And uh, then I left. I went to Asheville, hosted the afternoon drive show up there. And now I'm here. I'm back. 
And finally, just hours before WBT's 100th anniversary. This is fantastic. This is what tonight should be, a full auditorium. Hundreds of employees, listeners, and alumni gathered on April 9th, 2022, inside CPCC's Halton Theater. Tonight is WBT's 100th anniversary celebration. That deserves a round of applause. 100th anniversary is something extraordinary and we've got memories just coming out of the woodwork tonight i gotta tell you it's just been so wonderful to see you again and if i haven't seen you yet tonight i hope you'll hang out here afterwards and give me a chance to say thank you um, and tell you that i love you the station's centennial celebration culminated with the inductions of john stokes jim zoki and bob lacy into the wbt hall of fame I've worked with many wonderful people at the Blowtorch. Some are still there. Many, as we found out tonight, are in this room. And through the years, you learned about the legacy of WBT and its place in this community, and it's an amazing story. Tonight, as we celebrate 100 years of WBT, I'd like to say thank you for letting me be part of the story. As WBT enters its second century, hard to imagine what the 200-year celebration will be like but let's make plans right now to make it a big one. Through it all, home base has always been one Julian Price place. A rare and special place. I'm glad you spent 28 years there as part of their 100-year history. I can't believe a little kid listening on a transistor radio up in Ohio could end up being in the Hall of Fame of WBT, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, to the committee who voted me and all three of us in, I'm blessed by God. I thank you all for being my family and friends. My, my, my. I want to take... Uh... I want to take a look at that thing in just a moment. Oh, yeah. Wow, my face in bronze. I just felt so wonderful about working for that company. I felt loved, protected, and uh, able to grow as an entertainer. And the main reason that was possible, I think, was because we had such great leadership. And they're here tonight. Thank you all. Um, all of you I worked with. So much. And get this, the nearly four-hour event wrapped up at exactly 11.10 p.m. Well, how's that for a history of a radio station, huh? Now, as we enter our 100th year, WBT is ready for another century of news, weather, traffic, sports, and entertainment with Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman in the morning. And you never know where the conversation's going to go. That's right. Vince Coakley. Again, part of a broader discussion. Bill O'Reilly. WBT, that's a legacy radio station in this country. Pete Callender. Let's run through as many phone calls as we can. I know a lot of people are on hold. Brett Winterbull. What an amazing time to be in this city. Mark Garrison. It's Dirty Restaurant Thursday. And Brett Jensen. I even got a text the other day from someone who goes, hey, Breaking Brett. Our award-winning news team features Tony Marino. I'm Tony Marino in the WBT News Center. Jeff Atkinson. In the news at this hour, will your child have to wear a face mask? Mark Muller. WBT News time right now is 8.03. Anna Erickson. Anna Erickson. WBT News. Joe Gillespie. Managing Mecklenburg County is a big job anytime. And Mike Doan. I'm Mike Doan. 
WBT News. Traffic with Boomer Von Cannon. Right now, as you head into the nighttime, Independence Freeway eastbound incident near the hospital. And Pam Warner. Lots of things to avoid on your roadways this morning. And sports with Jim Zoki. Right at Braves, their World Series champions, winning game six by a score of seven. Sharon Thorsland. It's Duke taking on North Carolina at Cameron Indoor Stadium. And Ed Billick. WBT Sports, I'm Ed Billick. From 1922 to 2022. This is the Great Colossus of the South. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. The story of WBT, produced and narrated by Bo Thompson.
For up-to-the-minute information on weather in your area, stay tuned to 1110 WBT Charlotte, your official weather station. This is the Carolina's 24-hour news source, 1110 AM, WBT Charlotte. Depend on it. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.